friends, this is Jeff. On Sunday evening, we will host our first online discussion of the Enneagram. This will be an interactive time in which we talk about how we connect with others and how we navigate problems. TJ and I will present 20 minutes of material. We will engage your thoughts and questions, and we'll break out into discussion rooms. This event is free, and it will last around an hour. If you're interested, there is a link in the show notes of this podcast where you can sign up, or you can go to aroundthecircle.org, where you can simply click on events. That is aroundthecircle.org, hit events there on the right side near the top. And with that, I'm Jeff Cook. And I'm TJ Wilson. And this is Around the Circle. I'm walking slowly, I'm taking my time, all I could talk in is starting to rhyme, I'm letting go lonely, letting go of strife, I just can't get enough of this beautiful life. The Enneagram is a map of the human personality, it's a tool for navigating relationships, creates language for what motivates us and helps us look at the way we look at everything else. Most importantly, the Enneagram's a mirror because sometimes you need help seeing yourself. My name's Jeff Cook. I'm a philosopher in Greeley, Colorado. With me is TJ Wilson, businessman, lover of theology, and Enneagram ninja. Hello. And a man who loves taking a break. You know I do. I love taking breaks. Expert in residence that you are on breaking. <laughs> We're going to talk about rest. Hooray! I love talking about rest. And celebration. <laughs> <laughs> rest can be an overvalued or undervalued value in our culture. Yep. Uh, real hard to get this right, I think. Yeah, I think so, too. We're also, uh, societally, we're, we're not good at putting it in its correct place. Like, I dream about living in a place that does, like, the, just the culture does a siesta. Yeah. Ugh. I wish. I, I want that so bad. And it's just not who we are. It is one of the great goods for your soul to go to a different country and stay there for over a few weeks. Sure. To get a different rhythm and just just so you can come back to the States, if, if you're in the States. I, I, I There's lots of people that don't live in the United States that listen to us. But for us Americans, we need to get out right. and, and see how everyone else does things because our rhythms are... Uh, Toxic? Is toxic the right word? <laughs> Dangerous? Uh, driven? <laughs> driven. There's, there's, there's a nice one. <laughs> if, you're, if you were to ask uh, the average American, how you doing? Uh, 70% are going to say? Busy. Busy. It's our favorite word for how are you doing. We celebrate busy. We love being busy. Our seventh step is to rest, celebrate, and then start again. Yep. It's a good way to jump into how human rhythms go. I'm really interested in rhythms today. Rhythms are central. They're key to the healthy life. It can't always be taco night. It can't always be Led Zeppelin on the stereo. It can't always be summer. And that's why you shouldn't live in Los Angeles. Californians, you live in the summertime all year round. Right. And that's why you have just such damaged souls. And I'm super <laughs> sorry about that. All of you in California. All of you. <laughs> My dad lives in California. I'm really just making fun of him. <laughs> Our hearts need variety. Uh, we need to feel movement. And this apparently applies to all the types, even nines, yeah? Oh, yeah. Of course it does. Uh, so, like, 
I, I think there's a lot to be said about how each type is going to process this information a little bit differently because there's some types like like doing stances broadly, the fours, fives, and nines, the the withdrawn stance, we're good at resting, but we're not good at the other parts of the rhythm. The aggressive types are bad at resting. And they're really good at some of the other parts of the rhythm. And then, you know, depending on what setting the uh, earning types are in, it, they could go either way. But all of us, all of us are bad at this rhythm of incorporating rest into our lives. We're, we're just bad at what that's supposed to be. The place where, and we're going to be speaking lots of blasphemy today, the place where we most struggle, I think, with this is with things that are really good yeah uh, some of us have a really hard time stopping for a season our exercise or stopping this constant diet or stopping for a moment this is my church practice or my spiritual practices and for some of us who are addicts there needs to be a time where you kind of set Enneagram to the side and just allow it to do its work in you for a bit without just consume 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 right so that's our seventh step. It's to cross a finish line, to just kind of say, you know what, I'm going to this spot, and now my tank is full and needs to probably do its work on me for a little bit. Right. Take a step back from all the books, all the other podcasts. You can continue to listen to us, of course, but everything else you set to the side. Right. I, th I thought that was kind of a joke. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about the next thing I was going to say, so I was only half listening to you in, in good nine fashion. The... <laughs> I, the use of the term crossing a finish line, I think, is a that's also a, a, a point that we need to to give real value to, because it from what I've heard, when you run a marathon or some other kind of race, when you cross the finish line, you don't immediately start another marathon. You don't immediately yep. start another race. You actually celebrate the fact that you finished. It's Miller time. That the thing that you were trying to do is over now. You you ran that race and you finished it. And it doesn't matter if you came in first or last or 107th out of 590. It doesn't it doesn't matter. The fact that you finished and you crossed that line means you get to stop and you get to celebrate. You get to enjoy the fact that you did this thing. And the work that comes along with it and all the all the prep work that went into it and that like, you did it. You did it and you celebrate and you crack open a beer or you have a party with friends or you eat a cake or like I know so many people who like the the cheat day of their diet is about eating things that they're not allowed to eat when they're on their diet because this is a celebration of the work that they've done. You celebrate because you did something great. When I ran my first long race, took my shoes off, had two enormous blue blisters, mm -hmm. you know, somewhere mm -hmm. on my feet, and was able to put them in a ice bath and just loved life. Yeah. Sit back, love life. Actually, one of the things that Enneagram can do is it can kind of push you around, beat you up a little bit, expose some things that you weren't ready for. Give you a couple of blisters. Yeah. Got to rest up for a minute. Yep. So we see this in uh, the seasons. I, that I had, I've mentioned that gardening has been one of the great practices that I would recommend to everybody for the sake of their soul. But one of the things that you see with the organic vegetable life, vegetation, is that it grows for just a, a sprint there, 
and then it stops. Yep. Often for a few months, right. for uh, a handful of months. And then when it's time again, put some more growth on. Right. We do this with school. There's a season to get educated, and then there's a season to rest. Season to get educated. Season to take a longer rest. Um, sleep every single day. Pause. Love this with anything that you're wor- that you're studying that you really get into, especially if it's doing work on your heart. Mm-hmm. To say this is the rhythm I'm going to have is to pour into this for a while, and then to really step away for a minute, and then to reengage. That takes a lot of discipline. Because right. for many of us, we we can either just hit the rest button or just hit the go button, but it's hard to go back and forth. Right. And it it's especially something like inner work, like Enneagram type of work. It, it's hard to know where the finish line is because you're always going to be working on yourself. There's never a point at which you were done working on yourself until you're dead. And we have no idea what happens after we're dead. True. But like the the necessary the the need to let this this work take place in a season and then to take some time off even if it's even if it's just a few days like you you aren't therapy is good for everyone but you aren't in therapy 24/7 mm-hmm. you you go for a time and then you leave for a time and you you do something different it may be work that you worked on like it, it may be homework from therapy but like you you aren't in that all the time you have to take breaks from these kinds of things because it's good for your soul speaking about taking a break from the enneagram uh our dear friend camby ross the inadmittable camby ross uh took a break from enneagram she has tens of thousands of followers on her uh, instagram feed serves them with enneagram she decided she was gonna just take a up and take a, a year off reason she got into enneagram was not where she was at at the beginning of the year, she decided this would be a great thing. I, I broke the silence of her Enneagram thinking this week and sent her a text. And just, I was curious, what have you learned? You took a break. She said this, taking a break from Enneagram, let it all simmer and soak in. The idea being, it's good to dive down deep in the water into Enneagram as long as you remember to come back up for air. I just found that the reason I got into the Enneagram and the reason I was still doing it were different. Nothing's wrong with reasons changing as long as it aligns with your goals, but I realized I needed to reassess. One of my red flags was that every time I read things with the Enneagram, I thought more about how it applied to other people than I did for myself. So my growth from it stopped in a way. And then she, she tagged it with typical for response, probably. <laughs> I thought to myself, nope, that's probably a very common way to... Uh, to be in this world as well as a whole host of other worlds. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're thinking about our own, our experience with the Enneagram. Like, like so much of what we're doing is about the, the point of the Enneagram is, is about personal growth. That's, that's why we got into it. That's why we're still doing the work, but also part of our actual work is like you and me are doing work Mm -hmm. where about how this applies to other people. And if slash when we reach points where our, our study, our exploration is more about other people than it is about what we can learn about for ourselves and our own personal growth. Like they, there may be a, that, that might mean that we need to take a break. 
And and if you were listening to this and realizing that that you aren't doing work on yourself anymore, you're actually just doing work for other people or, or thinking about how this applies to your relationships or the, the, the other people, maybe it's time to take a break. This is a really great... I, I love that she came to this realization and, and that it gave her not only reason to pause, but, but gave her motivation. It, it, it made her realize that like, this is something that she needs to step back from so that the Enneagram can do the work that it's supposed to for her. Yep. It's a good word. All the things, all the things in life, the best things in life, I think have these kind of rhythms and seasons mm -hmm. and it's a great good. One of the things, and I didn't re recognize it at the time, but when we did our villain series, which lasted forever, <laughs> that actually ended up being really helpful for me. I think going into the villain series, I didn't have anything to talk about afterward. Mm. Like I, I normally plan, TJ will know this, like I'm a year out on my calendar and we're going to talk about these 12 topics. And d we had reached a spot where it's like, I'm not sure where we go. Yeah. After it, it was we got a chance to talk really about movies and motives. And obviously we're talking about Enneagram, but not in the same way, like in the shadow series, right? you know, uh, like we're really doing some digging and studying. And, and I suppose for, for us, when, when we come to pop culture stuff, that, that ends up being, I suppose a little break, or maybe yeah. it would be good for us even to say, Hey, we're taking August off or something. But I like that image of knowing when it's, it's time to, to rest for a hot minute. Yep. Sometimes you need to come up for air. Invites the question. And I suppose it's the case that people who have taken a break from the Enneagram won't be listening to this part of it. <laughs> if you're still breaking, you might miss this part. But so put this in your back pocket for later. How do you know when it's time to start again? Do you have, a, do you have any thoughts on this? Like, what, what does it look like to re-engage? Uh, I think that that might be a super individual kind of thing. I, I don't listen to podcasts as much as I used to. Like post pandemic, I am I just I I don't have the same kind of downtime that I used to. Like I, I used to work pretty regularly at, at my coffee shop and, and I would listen to podcasts while I was working. Um but not not with customers there. That I don't do that. But uh post pandemic I I don't work as much as I used to, especially because I have a baby at home and uh, now a toddler, and, and I, I just don't work as many shifts, so I don't listen to podcasts as often as I used to, which means that I have taken a break from certain sources of material. And part of what it looks like for for me deciding to come back to that is, like, when, when I try, when I have tried, I'll, I'll listen to something that I used to listen to, like, once a week. Like I was very regular on, on several podcasts and some of them now, once, when I try them now, I, I can't pay attention, which means I'm not ready for that material mm. yet. Right. Which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. And I don't, I don't think that these people, these, these podcasts are, are doing bad work all of a sudden. I think it's just, I am not ready to take that material in and I still need to continue my break. And I, for me personally, I can't really know that until I try it. Mm -hmm. Like there's, there's no green light going off in my, like there's no sign from the universe. It's, it's just, I'm going to try a thing and I may not be able to take it in. And that means that that way I know that I am not ready for that yet. We've talked about looking at your own life as a story a handful of times. And I mm -hmm. suppose this is 
where my mind has gone in terms of what does it look like to start over again? Because I'm experiencing that in some ways, both vocationally and in terms of uh, Christian practice. I identify as a Christian. And setting aside some of the ministry stuff I was doing, I took a big break and had just have had no real desire to jump back into that world. Mm -hmm. Sometimes that space has been really healthy, I think, for me, for my heart, for things to simmer down, get their roots. I'll move back in when it's my time. But like most stories, if you watch a movie, what will often happen is the action of the movie starts with what's called an inciting incident. So something changes, something yeah. big changes, and then the movie like, is, is, is shifts into a new gear. Yeah. Luke's aunt and uncle are killed, or Walter White discovers he has cancer, or you know, Hiccup shoots down a Night Fury. We could go down the list on over and over and over again. Like Every single movie has this. A woman is killed by a shark. Harry's told he's a wizard. Uh, Nakatomi Plaza is taken over by terrorists. There is something that happens in your life and it causes a shift. It causes change. Thinking on this, there are a few things that I've ever experienced that I would recommend more highly than the Enneagram in that moment. Cause Mm. it's when change happens that you really need to know who you are to navigate it. You need to know what kind of boat you're sailing as it were. And to just take an assessment in that moment of, okay, who am I? What do I want? How does this affect all the changes that I'm experiencing? I think that's that could be a great place to say, I'm going to take a break, and when things change a bit, I'm going to di- I'm going to dive back in. Yeah, yeah. It, it, there's a there's a wisdom about a, a certain type of sort of recentering yourself, like they when things happen in your life, when when the night fury gets shot down, when you discover you have cancer, when when terrorists invade your wife's office, like they, these completely shake up everything about who you are, what your rhythms are like. Like everything is different in your life now. And it may be a season, it may be forever. But who are you and what do you want? These are things that, that these two questions will help you navigate whatever path these changes are putting you on. And I think that's a great opportunity to say, oh yeah, I need to get back to my center. I need to remember, remind myself who I am or figure out how this has changed me so that I know who I am and what I want. At the time of this recording, uh, the fine folks at Lucasfilm have just uh, started releasing Kenobi. Mm-hmm. Kenobi's all about a guy who steps away from the faith for a little bit. Yep. Go hang out on a desert planet in a cave somewhere. No less than four times have I counted Kenobi being asked, who are you, mm. by the characters around him. Yeah. And half of it is him saying, my name's not Obi-Wan. You have me confused. My name is Ben. Yeah. You know, and... Uh, I'm not that the, person I used to be anymore. Yeah. And it takes an inciting incident to, to get him moving and rediscovering his heart and rediscovering what he's passionate about. Mm-hmm. And maybe even having to heal up some broken relationships. Right. Uh, lots, lots to be said there, which, which I'm not going to do. Uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, that's for your interested, other podcast. Three weeks from now, I'll, I'll give you uh, go uh, Google Star Wars binge, and uh, you can hear my thoughts. But here's the thing: the all of us have similar experiences, similar times. What does it look like for for things to really shift? 
be a bad thing if your life didn't shift. TJ, you'd still be working at Sears, my brother. That's true. And I would be a miserable person. Actually, that that Sears is closed, and they literally tore the building down. So (laughs) I wouldn't still be there. Change has happened. Yep. Thank goodness. Two things that really hit me to just kind of promote this in terms of when do you restart? It seems to me that you do need to take a break, and you also need to know that life is coming for you. Uh, The great Heraclitus said famously that the only constant is change, which just seems like it's just a hard truth, is it, for nines to, to hear that this is just one of the natural laws, perhaps? Uh, can you, I can feel you like it's there? one of those things that I just accept as a reality and then just like a, a resist the change as much as possible. This is a true thing, and I'm just going to resist it when it comes. Building on Heraclitus, the great Amy Poehler wrote a book recently, and she had a, a quote that was worthwhile in this. She said, change is the only constant, your ability to navigate and tolerate change, and its painful uncomfortableness correlates directly to your happiness and your general well-being. I thought that was a great way to, to think about change. It's, it's finding a place in your heart and mind to say everything is slowly changing and happiness is navigating those changes well. Mm. Amy Poehler, who, by the way, uh, was on uh, Seth Meyer and, and talked all about her fondness for the Enneagram. So Ooh. shout out to Amy Poehler on that one. Neat. I'm going to look that up. So, for example, hey, TJ. Yeah. I heard you like your daughter. I do. I'm a fan. Would you trade her for anything in the world? Nope. Not Change your life in any way here recently? Every single way. <laughs> Apparently some goods for nines can come from change. That is true. Doesn't mean we don't resist it. Finding the groove in your motive, in who you are. How, do you, how are you going to navigate your ship through the waters, as it were? It's a great place to repick the material up. Mm-hmm. I imagine, we haven't really talked about this. Like, I don't know if you would have a solid answer. Do you have anything that comes to mind in terms of, here are things I learned about my type post having a child? Um, I think there are, I, I think I have learned in a more visceral kind of way things that I already knew. Yeah, sure. But had not necessarily experienced, that I didn't know them experientially. Yeah, I think I think one of the big things that has come out of of the last two years for me, and and granted, all of this is is also shrouded in a worldwide pandemic, so it's hard to say what is comes from that and what comes from adding a life to my family. Sure, um, but the the reality that significant change around me makes for significant change within me that is not a bad thing and the harder I have tried to resist that in my life the worse things have gone for how I adapt to that change that that is one big thing about becoming a parent that that I feel like once I let go of trying to keep myself the same a lot of adjusting to the changes became easier. Mm. And I, I feel like I also keep learning that lesson as, because, you know, she's two, she's going to continue, like she's different today than she was yesterday. And that has been the case for two years. Mm-hmm. And it's going to continue to be the case for years to come. And 
and the the more I try to make sure that I stay exact, like I my life is different, and I have to change. I have to adapt to that life because it's good for her. It's good for me. It's good for my wife. It's good for our family. It's good for our house. It's good for our job. Like everything is different now, and the less I try to resist that change affecting me, the easier all of it becomes. And finding ways to center myself to to come back to like who am I and who what do I want? That answer might be different today than it was two weeks ago, but understanding that that there's there's a core, there's there's a piece, there's there's something about me that is is navigating this change. I'm not like I, I haven't changed consciousness, but I need to understand how these outer things are affecting the inner parts of me. Yeah. And that's not bad. It's good. And recognizing it as a reality helps it go down easier. Yep. Outer world is big, but your inner life is bigger. Mm. If someone, you can take any person that you look at, and if they're, if they have a robust soul, it will affect everything in the world around them. If they have a scrawny soul, it'll, everything in the world is just unaffected. Right. The, um, in, in our tradition, you don't have a soul. You are a soul. You have a body. The physical world is small compared to the potential of, of your soul. Mm-hmm. And if you don't get into the mindset of I am, I, I suppose we talked about death earlier, but if your soul survives death and continues on, if you're made for immortality, the only thing that is interesting is that your soul will continue to grow and grow and grow and learn and learn and learn. C.S. Lewis has a great line about how on the other side of death, we start on the second page of our story, Hmm. and it's the story in which every chapter gets better than Hmm. the last one, and it just goes on and on and on. What does that look like? There has to be a rhythm there of growth, of movement, and you start that now. That's pretty good. Yep. Our steps then, well, you will know this, are podcast is called Around the Circle. Our steps go around the circle. Hey, look at that. Once you're done with step seven, which is rest up and celebrate, you start over again by asking the question, what's my type? Yeah. How do I know what my type is about? And that's where you start again. Just drive into reminding yourself and rediscovering how your motive affects everything that you see and do. And asking yourself, is this healthy? Is it unhealthy? What do I know about myself through these lenses? It's a great tool there. Yeah. And I I, I want to draw attention to the reality of how that is different. How how it 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 changes the second time or like like you you go through these steps and like you spend all of this time and energy learning about your type. You incorporate other people into your story and 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 share this part of your life with other people. You do the other steps that I can't remember off the top of my head right now. Like you, you go through <laughs> these steps and you reach this point where, where you realize that, that this is a time to mark and to say, I am done with this work for a time. I've done hard, good work. And I celebrate that. I, I, hooray. I've, I've done this much stuff and you rest and then you come back to it and it's all new. It's, it's a totally different experience. You, you, you're on another, a different kind of level you're you're in a different space. You're you're learning all of this stuff in a new kind of way. And that like 
like even within the work that we've done, we've seen that reality come out. When we started this podcast, we started with the shadow. We started with sins, fears, and fixations. And we hit them again a few months ago. And our new version of the material, it's the same material and it's totally different because we have learned a lot. We've learned a lot about how to produce podcasts. We've learned about how to talk about it differently. But we've also learned a lot about what this stuff means in just going through the material, taking our time, and we come back to the original subject and and it's, it's like it's brand new. And, and that is what you get when you come back to step one. You're, you're not just, you're building on a foundation that's already there and you're adding new levels. You're reading the same book for the first time. Right. You're, reading, you're watching, we'll, we will be watching a fantastic movie and commenting on it here in the next couple of weeks. And the rewatch or the multiple rewatches of this movie uh, produce for me new and surprising and interesting, depthier insights into a movie that I thought I was, you know, I have memorized. I could tell you all the lines. Right. But I haven't seen it in 2022. Mm -hmm. And I'm a different person. Right. And coming to the material might be the same, but you're different. Yep. That's a good way to think about life itself right there. It's felt more like a sermon than uh, than our normal podcast, but there you go. It's been a big encouragement to rest up and then look to restart. <laughs> At least in our uh, Western U.S. cultural milieu, it's I, the amount of messages I've heard about how busy is bad and rest is good is tremendous, and yeah. it's something that people still need to hear. Of all things, I'm on the opposite side there. Of seeing folks, and it may just be my teenage kids in my house, <laughs> seeing six days of rest and one day of work, that seems a little obscene. Yeah, <laughs> it, you have teenagers. That's teenagers <laughs> and college students. They yeah. they they fight for the right to procrastinate and move slow. Yeah, I get that. I feel that deep in my bones, <laughs> and it's really really bad for me. No judgment. <laughs> Well, that's what I got. I really enjoyed this series. Me too. Yeah, footnote this one. Put a special set of links. Write a second book. Publishers, if you're out there and you got through all seven episodes and you really, actually, it's nine episodes. You really oh, want did us to write on this? Go ahead. Yes. You, can, you can send us a, that's right, it was. <laughs> it was nine. I think we really tried to stretch our steps into nine steps and it just did not work. That's funny. But the episodes worked out. Because we talk too long sometimes. <laughs> I really wanted the seven. One, because I think it's an easier mem- to memorize seven steps, not nine mm. steps. But also because I liked the idea of the week. Yeah. You work six days, you get the seventh off, and then you start again. Yeah. TJ was really into the nine. Yep. And there it is. There it is. We Stumbled, got both. fumbled, bumbled <laughs> into it. <laughs> Friends, it would mean the world to us if you shared this with somebody you love. Preferably somebody that you want to talk about these things with. Preferably somebody, uh, perhaps it's the case that you need to send them this particular episode and say, every time that we talk, we talk about Josie the two, and I'm tired about of talking about other people's numbers with you. Let's set it aside just for a month, and we'll have a different kind of dinner conversation. Right. It can be a great good. And if you don't take that, that rest, you know what might happen, TJ? You'll, you'll blow up and ruin everything. <laughs> 
they might make you an offer that you can't refuse. As a teaser for some <laughs> some places we might go in the future. That's what I got. Uh, share this. Give us some stars. And we have an event on June 12th. If you are one week out and haven't listened to this yet, June 12th, 2022, we're going to start doing online events, and those are going to continue. If you go to aroundthecircle.org, you can see what we're doing in terms of connecting with everybody online and doing some fun stuff. So that's what I got. You got anything else? I got nothing, man. He's DJ Wilson. He's officially awesome. I'm Jeff Cook. And who you aren't isn't interesting.